Hey, mates. Thanks to everyone who came down to our live third birthday show uh, recently in Melbourne. It was a great time. And if you want to hear it, you can hear it right now through our Bandcamp site, thelittledumdumclub.bandcamp.com. Carl, who was there? Who are they going to hear if they get this episode? On our third birthday show, who do we have? We had Michelle Laurie. Mm-hmm. We had Adam Richard. Yep. We had a little bloke you may know called Luca McGregor. Yes. We had a, a very special other little... Musical guests yeah, as well. Yeah, we had Josh Earl doing the Rad Dad theme at live, and we did a live rendition of Rad Dad. It was a the most guests we've ever had in a Rad Dad. It was something of a, a Rad Dad epic adventure. That's it. Um, so yeah, the little dum dum club If you go on there, uh, you can get it for free if you want, or you can pay for it. Um, it's your you little can... chance of if you didn't come along. You know, if you came along, sure, grab it for free. If you didn't come along, hey, it's your chance to to kick in and chuck us a little something something to you know uh, make it worth their while to keep you know chucking up these episodes every yeah, we, yeah. we don't ask for much yeah last time we did this uh, a lot of people were very very generous uh, some people gave us like some people like the you know a lot of people you know fives and tens and then a couple of you freaks gave us like a hundred bucks and I'm not making that up and that's that's awesome uh, so yeah if you if you feel like giving in a little bit that would be amazing and we'd really appreciate it it's a really fun episode uh, you're going to enjoy listening to it so yeah one more time the little dum dum club.bandcamp.com or just through our website little dum dum club.com and Adelaide it's your last reminder hey I'm doing Carl Chandler has literally 1.5 million jokes it's a hour of my stand-up from this year's festivals it's my turn to take it to Adelaide and do a one one-off show on Tuesday December 3rd at 7 p.m. at the Crown and Anchor Hotel again you can get the tickets on our new spanking great website it's not a website about spanking. It's just spanking new, sorry. Um, but go and get, grab your tickets from there and I'll be in Adelaide for like one day. So, hey, it'd be awesome to see as many Adelaide friends of the show as you can fit into this venue and we'll have a drink afterwards. Cool. Okay, enjoy the episode with Hamish Blake and we'll see you soon. See you, mates. Mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Thank you very much for joining us. Sitting next to me is the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Uh, we need to say a quick thank you to everyone who came down last night to the third birthday show. Sure, yeah. At it was Five awesome. Boroughs Comedy. It, it was, was an awesome, awesome time. Sweet time, lovely to meet people after the show. People from interstate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. some travellers. Yeah. One guy came up to me after the show and said, hey, that was great. I listened to the podcast. And he goes, hey, uh... I think I might have been sitting right near your girlfriend because, like, when you told that Kmart story, this girl near me, like, started laughing. And I was like, oh, that must be Tommy's girlfriend. <laughs> Just because someone started laughing. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. there's no other good reason yeah, yeah, for anyone he- to be laughing <laughs> at what we say. <laughs> but he was like... Yeah, yeah, I reckon that was her. I'm like, oh, cool. And then I saw my girlfriend a few minutes later. I'm like, oh, some guy just came up and he reckons he was sitting next to you because uh, you were laughing near the Kmart story. And she goes, that wasn't me. Bad reviews yeah. from my girlfriend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, I was just quick going to quickly say, uh, do you ever uh, – do you watch you watch shows – Together with your girlfriend, right? Like, yes, you were into The Wire. You were yep. into uh, what was it, The Shield, um, yep. stuff like that. Are they girlfriend shows for you? Uh, the Shield was The Wire. I don't reckon I'm gonna. I've watched it, but I'm not gonna try and watch it with her because right. it'll be too ma- too many questions to answer. I sure. Yeah. Well, I'm on the hunt because I watch those serials with my girlfriend. We've got to have a show together to watch in bed tonight. Uh, you know, together mm-hmm. at, late at night. Um, so you know, we had Friday Night Lights, great yep. show. Yep. We had Breaking Bad, yep. great show. So at the moment, I'm like, right, we need something. What's mm-hmm. the next one gonna be that's suitable for me and my girlfriend? Mm-hmm. She walked in uh, like two days ago with a with a DVD, going, I've got it. 
this is it. We're going to watch it. The Sopranos. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I've never seen it. Great. She yeah. goes, there you go. Gives it to me. Season four. I went, what? We're going to, what do you mean? She goes, well, you've got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the start. <laughs> That's why it's called The Start. That's incredible. Because I have that with some shows. You sort of think, ah, you know what, I'll just get in midway through. Yeah. And, you know, some people go, you know, just leave Parks and Recreation. Don't worry about the first season. Just yeah. dive in. Yeah, yeah. So well, she's, I, I sort of understand the logic in a way. Well, I won't give a shout out to my girlfriend at the moment because she's obviously going to start tuning into this episode 35 minutes <laughs> into it. So No, she's going to start listening four years from now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, today on the show, we are very stoked to have this guy in uh, from Spicks and Specs, uh, from The Great Debate. Well, yeah. Have landed a big fish. <laughs> Spicks and Specs reruns. Yeah, from Spicks and Specs reruns. Uh, <laughs> Steve O'Neill. If you're a fan of ABC too. <laughs> Shout out to 11pm at night. Uh, please welcome in the little Dum Dum Club, Hamish Blake. How's it going? Oh, what an honour. What an honour to be in the house. Yes. Oh, we, this is a big trophy for the Dum Dum Trophy Room. Oh, this is a big trophy for H. Blake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and because I don't have any. So anything is there, anything's a big trophy. Yeah. Can we talk TV shows though quickly? Sure. Please. Can I just jump in here? Sopranos is great. If you can get your girlfriend watching Sopranos, awesome. Uh, well, I'll, I'll eventually get around to the prequel. That is season <laughs> one to three. Because it, yeah. it's a slog. You can't watch Sopranos for more than two episodes in a row, though. Because I've right. just recently... You're looking at a guy that four weeks ago just finished The Sopranos. Ah. Oh. I had to remember back to 2007, I think it was, when everyone's like, well, I didn't like that ending very much. I thought it was oh, a little yeah. bit unsatisfying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Knowing, even knowing that there was an unsatisfying ending coming up, I'm I just had to get through it. Yeah. 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 But there's no... It's so complicated. It's like The Wire. I wouldn't do The Wire again either with my wife because... You would get a lot of questions, and I'm not sure I got it. That's it. <laughs> That's, it's not that I can't be bothered yeah. answering the questions. It's that she will expose the fact that I would just fake my way through most of the That's season. That's it. Going, I, I get very frustrated. I get angry at my girlfriend when she asks questions in movies and shows, and she thinks it's that I'm impatient, but... It's not. It's just that I I'm don't. Struggling. I don't have answers. Yeah. I and it's, don't know why Barksdale did that. Yeah, and I don't know. What, I can't remember the name of the other drug dealer who maybe he's got beef with. I yeah. can't. I can't yeah. remember. I'm just mostly enjoying the accents. Yeah, yeah. and knowing that <laughs> McNulty's actually an English guy. That yeah. was my main enjoyment for oh, the right. series. Because my girlfriend is like, she'll ask questions, but she's. I think I've talked about this on the show before, but she she doesn't give herself a lot of. She doesn't have a lot of faith in herself as an audience member because like she'll ask ask questions about something that you as an audience member are not meant to know yet. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, the information is deliberately yeah. being withheld from you as first, a plot point to create yeah. suspense and she'll First go, episode of Homeland. So is he a terrorist? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know. We There's don't know. a bit of that going I, I, on, yeah. I copped out at the end of the episodes. Like, it'll finish, fade to black. So what happens next week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I can, t- I can give you it in four-second snippets. <laughs> yeah. That's all you get. It's a great... Homeland, though, is a great... Wife slash girlfriend one Right I found Just in case you f- sort of find yourself Just groping around in the dark That's a winner right. Yeah I'm, I'm, are, you, are you watching it currently? Currently Look watching it we, For some yeah. reason in our house It's known as Jazzy Secrets Because of the opening <laughs> Oh you know, yeah The yeah. opening title And the early days when it was like I thought there was There was points up for grabs To see if you could pick stuff early on I kept saying to Zoe, my wife, I reckon jazz. Jazz is a big theme in this somewhere. <laughs> because this, for some reason, the opening credits have that... Yeah. Yeah. That trumpet in it. And I, and then early, early days, like I think see episode one or two of season one, 
there was something to do with the way Brody's hands were moving. Like when, <laughs> and they thought it might be a trumpet code. And I was like, that's it. And I, so Claire Danes is going to go down like a sack of shit and it's going to be James Morrison behind her. Just <laughs> oh, bang. Exactly. And I put all my chips on that going, you wait, jazz will be a huge theme. That's awesome. Since then, they seem to have abandoned any sort of thematic <laughs> yeah. jazz idea, but, but still it's known as Jazzy Secrets. Yeah. I like the idea that there's, yeah, there's clues in the theme song of the show <laughs> yeah. to what's going to happen. I know, they really show good. you know sometimes in shows they will show you snippets of the series. Yep. And the opening titles is more a big thing in the eighties and nineties, and they'd show you something that happens like yeah, way yeah, down yeah. the track. Yeah. yeah in yeah. the end of the season, in the opening titles, yeah, which yeah. is a bit like Mulder hugging an alien or something, <laughs> having, a, having a beer, and you'd be like, "Well, I think I know what's coming up." What it's, like, it's like Scooby Doo. You know, when you see the the fairground owner at the start, and you go, "Oh, what's he doing there?" And then at the end, it's like, oh, "I killed everyone." Yeah, All right, it's the the trumpet player. What I like with it now, and this is, I guess, this is relatively in, but like because you know, Channel Ten are fast tracking it and airing it only hours after the states. Yeah. Which before when they'd air it months later and they've got all the episodes, like it's finished in the States already. Totally. So the episode ends and then they have a promo for next week and it's like they can choose what they put in the promo. But now because they're getting it hot off the satellite at the end of each episode, they don't ha- they don't know what's happening. So they- there's no promo. It's just like the episode will end and then there'll just be text that says Homeland and they're like, anyway, t- tune in next week. Homeland's going to be back. The story will no doubt progress. <laughs> Unless, and again, this is very in, but unless Dana's featured, in which case we'll just go to sleep because she is a <laughs> yeah. highly boring character. Just while we're on TV, and I know we've got to talk about other stuff. Sure. Survivor. I don't know if you're into it or not, but that is a show who you give crazy credit for. I was watching last week's episode last night. It's a show that I cannot believe. Like, it comes up and it's like, oh, we're 20 years into Survivor it's now. Season like, 27. Yeah. It's season 27 yeah. at the moment, wow. Blood versus Water. And it's not even, like, now it's just been relegated to, like, Gem, I think it is, or Go. Yeah. But it is, they still manage, like, just what we're talking about there, like, being able to spot patterns in shows to go, all right, because you showed me that, I think that X, you showed me mm-hmm. X, I think Y is coming up. They still manage to throw enough red herrings at you every episode. <laughs> so, when it gets to trouble, everyone's just like, we're, you know, we're voting out Dennis. Yeah, we're voting out Dennis. He's a dead man. Dead man walking. Hey, Dennis, you're dead. <laughs> and they still manage to not show you the blind side. And then, you know, James will get voted out or whatever. It's such it's phenomenal. The fact that they can keep going. There's probably been like a thousand tribal councils now. So if yeah, you'd yeah. watch that show every week, you would just ha- you would think you would have to know what's coming up. Still gets me. I'm yeah. su- I'm actually surprised with Survivor that there are like every now and then someone will pop up on my Facebook. Like there are f- there are enough people out there. We're still that out are there. Fanatics yeah, right. that are absolute fanatics about the, it. It's the father of all reality yeah. shows. Yeah. It's yeah. the ultimate. It's I remember still trying the ultimate. to explain it to my grandpa when it was first on, and him just not. Not being able to get it going. It's like it's a TV show, but it's like all real people. Like it all happened. It's not scripted. And him going, I don't understand what that. Yeah, means. right. The first reality show. Yeah, trying to uh, trying to like drop that bomb. Yeah, yeah. On, yeah. on, on yeah. the I Dream of Genie Generation. <laughs> <laughs> I do like because it, it is like Big Brother in in that way where I respect it like boxing. Because it's like I'm not into yep. boxing, but I respect it because it's the purest the form that, the t- of the of, stamina of combat. Yeah, of you know you can muck around. And I go, am oh, into who? boxing, and I do find it offensive. We're comparing Big Brother to boxing, <laughs> <laughs> but I understand. Yeah, the theory, just yeah. like a spot, like an instrument that you don't really care about. Yeah, harp. Yeah, you go. I would never buy a harp album, but if you see someone that's the best harpist in yes. the world, yeah. you can't deny. It, yeah. yeah. They're better than us. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Another yeah. similarity TV and boxing is you watch boxing with your girlfriend and she's just like, why aren't they friends? Like, who's, yeah, yeah. which one of them yeah. is going to win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah what do they get... go on to do um, <laughs> later in their life? Are you guys Are you guys doing the ashes at the moment? Is I'm not. No, I am, Chandler I am, is, but I'm not. It, yeah. This is the this is trying to get, I mean, how do you try and, try and get? You don't. 
Yeah, so yeah. involved. I my I had a shot because my wife grew up in Barrow, which is where Don Bradman grew up, and it's funny yeah. she played at Bradman Oval. Like, oh, really? A, that w- she played cricket. She played cricket, which was in she was under ten. And are I you? I, and this this might be a wild, wrong thing to say, but are you allowed to marry a man when you play cricket as a lady? <laughs> She seems to have broken. She seems to have broken <laughs> that rule because she's done wow. both. Wow! She was ten years old, and her older brother played for the team. She might have been like eight or nine because it was under tens. She idolised him, just wanted to do what Levi was doing. Her older brother, and she grew up in a family of eight kids. They're in the country. They're out in the you know rural New South Wales, and the rule in the family was: you guys can have one extracurricular activity. After that. You can do whatever you want, but it can't cost us time or money. So, <laughs> like, if you want to go, if you're part of the chess club, fill your boots, but we're not driving you there and we're not buying chess gloves or whatever you need <laughs> for better grip. That's, um, if that doesn't exist, I'm amazed because that's a thing that if I'm If you're going to play speed chess, we your <laughs> yeah. chess gloves. Yeah. So then Zoe was already doing taekwondo and she's like, oh, what do I do? I really want to play cricket with Levi because more of a social activity and, and they have cordial at halftime and there's some fun to be at. There's sugar, which yep. is another thing we're not allowed in the yeah, house. Yeah. So her answer to that was because she was like, I can't get cricket whites, was to go and play under 10s cricket in a taekwondo gi. Oh. So... Some 20 years ago, there was a nine-year-old girl standing on Don Bradman Oval in it in with her yellow right. belt and her taekwondo gi and her dumb right. lollies just running around the outfield doing cartwheels, which is what the girls on our team did when we were in under <laughs> But that was her height of cricket watching and it sort of slipped from there. I her, say, her, I'm not her taking it. a catch and then what, upgrading her belt after that? Or something? Exactly. Sure. Well, the ball would come to her and she'd just punch it out of the air <laughs> and stand back until she was sure it had been disabled. i got to say, I'm not into cricket, but if that's what was going on, yeah, I'd yeah, be yeah. there in a heartbeat. That's what it, would so it, would, it would jazz it up For the people that think Test cricket is slow I can understand Yeah, adding yeah. a bit of Taekwondo to it Would be cool oh, I, I, I'm, I'm being paid at the moment I've got a, a, a small job Being paid to basically Commentate the, the, the cricket Are you doing ball on, by ball? Online But You know Like hanging, hanging shit on the Englishman it's sort of like a, an anti-English sort of a website. Well, that's so that's that's, just that's a what dream I'm getting to through. do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially when my girlfriend walks into the room and goes, "Is this all that's on? Can I put this on?" And I go, "Sorry, honey, I'm working." How do you think I very, very slowly put this roof over it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ball by ball, honey. <laughs> How do you think we got the majority of the grapes on that table? <laughs> <All right>? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that is that is an actual legitimate well, alibi to the watch only, Test cricket. The only thing that Zoe's into, my wife, is the lunch aspect. Uh, yeah, um, where genuine when the Ashes were in England, obviously with the time difference, a lot of Australian males were staying up overnight. You know, it started eight o'clock, and their lunch would be at ten. And so this is yeah, you know, Zoe would go to bed like around about nine, like a bit of an early sleeper. Oh, it might have been nine to eleven, whatever it was. I'd stay up to lunch usually, so I'd be sort of creeping into bed, and she might be already asleep. Yeah. And then she'd go, you know, are we winning? And I'd always have to do it. It's a five-day match. It's not a, you can't be, we're going okay, but yeah. I'm nervous. And then she'd say, well, do you want to keep watching it? I'd say, no, no, it's lunch. And then she would go, not as a joke and not sarcastically, she would go, what are they having for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> and then one night, the first time she asked this, I thought she was joking. So then I said, they're having lobster rolls. And then she went, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I went, no, they don't show you the lunch. It's not. That's not the. They don't just yeah. cut to the lunch room and pan across the spread. But in Zoe's head, that was like the best part of the Again, cricket. Yeah. More things that would get me into it as yeah. well. Like, yeah. I got to say, up. I wish. I don't know what. Like, I'm just missing that part of me where I don't. I don't get it. But I wish, like, especially now when it's like 
you know, like one of my mates would be like, yeah, come around and we'll just drink during the day and just have it on the TV. I'm like, man, that sounds Wouldn't awesome. Wouldn't that be amazing if there was something on the TV I loved? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just watching people Simpsons. eat. We'll watch the Simpsons yeah. and we'll get drunk. <laughs> Simpsons what, drinking what, game. Yeah, yeah. What, what are they having for lunch? Yeah, that, that episode <laughs> of The Simpsons that goes for five days. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's no jokes for like a whole day, but it's yeah, fine. Yeah. The Simpsons versus the English equivalent animation. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, yeah. it's a draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's winning the Flanders? Yeah. No. I like that. Uh, I do like that. KFC is the sponsor of the cricket, yeah. and that also they early in the year they had those lawn they had those lawn bowls ads with yeah. Good Charlotte. Like that KFC wants to get behind a sport, but the only you could, like the idea of like tying in KFC with anything that involves any strenuous like running or anything is just absurd. Pick yeah, the yeah. sport where there's a lot of standing around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just but moving your arm a little bit. Yeah, but they did pick the sport where everyone wears white, which you wouldn't really be wearing if you're eating KFC. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, is that, is that the ideal? Get grease uniform? all over you, kind yeah. of thing. You mean? Yeah. Don't you you also yeah. just you don't want to pick a spot where you have to actually like hold a ball and be good with it, hold a catch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But again, we probably I mean they don't eat the KFC on the field, um, and that would be dangerous if yeah. they had greasy Not hands. Yet. Not yet. Nor Not do yet. we know if they have it for lunch, and that's why they had towelettes. Just yeah. in case you are an elite level sportsman and you had a ten piece bucket <laughs> for lunch, use your towelettes, guys. Dry off your hands. We're going back in the field. <laughs> We're just like greasing up the ball with a towelette before yeah. you before or you throw it. You I know? feel like, I feel like I should uh, you know officially welcome you to the Dunham Club. Uh, it's great to because be it's your first time. It's uh, Unfortunately, um, unlike Spicks and Specs, you are a lot behind Dave O'Neill. Uh, Dave O'Neill's made a lot more appearances on the Dum Dum Club. Mm. So um, I never really knew who won the old Spicks and Specs tally, depending on what producer you talked to. You know what? That's very funny you say because I rang, he had it. Sometimes I, I had it. I rang Dave O'Neill today, and he said, "I said, who who did win? Who had the most?" And he went, "Oh, some people say Hamish. It's not though." <laughs> I love that we're acting like there's no way to find out an answer to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I Googled it. It, I, it is a TV show. Someone has yeah, to know yeah. that we're broadcast yeah. by the government. Yeah. Someone has to know. And it's also a show that is watched by people that you you know they've been writing down the stats in their little exercise books. It is watched by scorekeeping people. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Mm. Exactly. Wouldn't it be great if it gets uncovered that like this, how they're rebooting it, how like da- if, if it came out that Dave O'Neill had like financed the whole thing, he's like paid for it all himself. <laughs> he was one behind. Just so he can come back on and like, and it's like this conspiracy where like people are like, why hasn't Hamish, it's been like on a year. Yeah. Hamish hasn't been on once yet. What's going on at all? just going to stand up, cheer, thump his chest, walk over, <laughs> pull out the plug. <laughs> That's it. No more Spicks and Specs. No, it comes on there and it's like an Eddie Murphy movie like he's playing all the, all the guests so yeah. it's like just doing me in a bad wig yeah. <laughs> slandering people yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so um, it's one Hamish Blake one and Dave O'Neill about six so, yeah, yeah something like that yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna get him and yeah. while he's distracted with the new Spicks and Specs yeah. I'm gonna be over here at the house dragging him down reeling yep. him in yeah yep. <laughs> Yeah, let's say Manuel just goes around trying to get in on the bottom floor of every kind of new media so yeah, he can yeah. ha- rack up all the appearances before you've even found <laughs> yeah. out about it. He's trialling at holographic digital TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever the next thing is after podcasting, he's he's on one of them right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Another thing I'm really excited about is you are the first Gold Logie winner that we've ever had on the podcast. Suck that, O'Neill. Yeah, really. <laughs> suck it hard. <laughs> suck that, Rowena Wallace. Uh, <laughs> a Tony Barber. There's, uh, you know, catch up. Um, but yeah, I that- ran into Tony Barber actually bizarrely at a Did friend's you? wedding, and he turned out to be her uncle. And I didn't know that Barber had won the Gold Logie. Oh. Um, 
because but Barber came up and he said, and but I have a huge respect for the Barber. Oh, he's like a father figure to me. And I, you know, the playing the five dollar note game was one of the greatest moments of my life <laughs> as a child. But when he came up, he said, "Hey, how?" He said, "Yeah, good. Lovely to meet you. See you, Tony. I mean, my brother did sing on a uh, Christmas album with you when you were younger, and I was in the car park and I saw you when we picked him up from the Christmas album. Don't think you remember me from that. <laughs> how are you, Tone? And he went, "It's uh, not often you get." Uh, Two gold Logie winners in the same room. Oh, great! <laughs> and I just did a bit of then. My brain just went. Well, it sounds like he's won one. Yeah. <laughs> so I went. Unless Daryl Summers is in here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind me, so I went. Of course, sir. Well done. Just yeah. took a bit of we uh, just made all. up a handshake. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and we clunk golden heads. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. So he he still um he still got it, which means he can go forever. That's the only perk. Well, I mean, the, for, depending on if you qualified as a perk or not, but the one actual sort of official ramification that it has winning a gold Logie is there's no money, no, obviously nothing involved like that, but you get to go to the Logies forever. If right. You, if you want. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if it was you have to go every <laughs> no, year. You have to be in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> swimming around in a giant tank behind them, trying to hold the older gold Logie winners up closer to the surface so they can still breathe. But I noticed because Buzz, um, uh, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, they won one in 69. They got an honorary gold what? Logie. Did if you, they? If you look it up on Wikipedia, the winners for 1969 were Edwin, um, Edwin Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. Um, so they, they, so that's what, that's what they would say. If you ever walk in, Buzz can come if he wants. (laughs) (laughs) If Neil, if you walk into a room with Neil Armstrong, he's going to come up to you and go, not often two gold Logie winners. uh." (laughs) (laughs) What did they win a gold Logie for? Their show, Landing on the Moon. <laughs> have you have you heard of that, Tommy? That, that, or? Great, that great show they did where <laughs> everyone watched. It was, now, a, it well, was like for a season premiere, it was <laughs> probably some of the highest ratings you're ever going to get. I'd love, it, I'd love it if they didn't win it for that. They just hosted the first Blankety Blanks. Yeah. That would have been better. <laughs> kind, of, kind of bullshit that Survivor gets all the credit for being the first reality show. Then, yeah. that's, that's really That was the, a great live yeah. cross. Yeah. <laughs> it was really well done. They, the, yeah. the rest of the season flopped. I think it got axed. <laughs> just goes to show you can be flying so high. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. On the yeah. way up, they're doing nominations of who's going to be the first one to walk out there when they get there. Yeah. I think, I mean, I th- yeah, that would have that would have been such an interesting discussion to have because they would have had it earlier on. And I, we actually had, we had Buzz Aldrin on our radio show once. And I think we, you, you know those ones where you're like, ah, oh, this would be great. We'll ask him that. And as you're asking it, you can just feel in his body that he's answered this question 25 million yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it was something to do with like who was the flight commander or whatever. But that... He would have even been sitting there going, well, this is bullshit. Why does he just get it? Because he outranks me. Like, let's have a skill game or... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, when it comes down to the final two on Big Brother, I always go, would you take the 50-50 deal? Like, if you were in there with oh, someone yeah, yeah. else, sure. yeah. and they said to you, do we just split this? Like, would you risk it all? Or do you think you're going to get it? Yeah, yeah. I'd, that, I'd probably take the deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's reminded me of... Um, I'd forgotten about this until the other day. Of, um, a guy that I went to high school with... Uh, went, went to the moon? <laughs> yes. No, right. Uh, but he 50 50 it with Neil Armstrong. <laughs> That's how Neil Armstrong got him. He, um, he went on, I think it was it was deal or no deal, yeah. and he went along with his girlfriend, and they kind of had that deal where it was like, if one of us you know, gets to do it, we'll split it. Yep. And he won like. He won like sixty thousand or something, or like maybe more. He won a lot of money, and so got it, split it with her, and then like a month later, she dumped him. Oh, and just walked away with a cool. 
Just a crazy, a crazy like alimony settlement. Yeah, boyfriend girlfriend yeah. alimony. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose it's not. It would have been a weird thing for him to say to go. We split it as long as you stay with me yeah. for a, for a year, like yeah. a, just a shit version of indecent proposal. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you sixty thousand dollars for three hundred and sixty five nights with me. There needs to be like a prenup department out the front of deal or no deal before you go in. Yeah, it's yeah. You gotta honor those deals. Like that is just how. That's oh, how but that's implies. man. That would be oh, that would be a. I just. Because I hadn't thought about, I'd forgotten about that. It was it happened a few years ago now. And a friend of mine from school reminded me of it. And it just brought back all that. That is weird. That's from a bitter pill to swallow. It is, both it, if she's posting oh. stuff on Facebook and stuff like with her new boyfriend, they're in the Bahamas and stuff. And yeah. you are like, I won the money that you're yeah. romancing my woman with. Yeah. That's tough to take. Yeah, it'd but be also all that kind of no stuff. No different though, I suppose. And if you're just walking in and you say to a stranger, hey, listen, we double our chances here. Are you interested? Yeah. Then sure. you got way more, yeah. way, way better chance then because you can just burn them and you don't care. Yeah, it's a stranger, and you just pretend you didn't never had that conversation with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was in like year nine, me and a mate found um, fifty bucks in the street, and we got that's into a fight over big. who should get it because it was like it was like one of those things where it was like he one of us saw it, but the other one had like been the one to say let's go down this street. So it was kind of like we both had claim to it, and like, and that, that age you, where it's like I set my alarm for six fifty that morning, <laughs> and if we hadn't have got up. <laughs> How far back do you argue the sliding doors? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did some good karma yesterday <laughs> yeah. and what did you do? But like I remember it near, like we had this like week-long fight to the point of us almost not being friends anymore because when you're that age, like 50 bucks is like it's a line ball. all the money in yeah, the world. Yeah. I would you definitely look at maybe cancelling your whole life for yeah. 50. Yeah, exactly. 50 right now Yeah, yeah. and no more friends. Yeah. I'll take that 50. <laughs> yeah. well, one of those things, I reckon in the ten, first 10 years of your life, you know, things start to get a bit fuzzy and whatever like you, you you don't remember everything that ever happened but i got a distinct memory of finding a 20 outside a church once and that's you know there's plenty of birthdays <laughs> i don't remember but i remember finding that crisp 20 out the front of a church because it's the first You're saying time clear this memory is cut to you just racking it out of the collection plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i remember there was a woman there looked a lot like my mom had this sort of like leather bag she would carry around <laughs> this small filing cabinet full of money in it. i have a really clear memory of that i i had an i had a really weird moment i reckon i was about 10 years old and air max 180s were big yeah. Nike air max 180s were huge and like in my household no chance like forget about it i had a speeder imitation pair yep and that's as close as i got to rocking shoes with air but there was a kid at my school and that he was a chinese kid because they had chinese new year um other than that other we're just stealing the holiday and doing <laughs> is that how you knew, is that how you knew he was chinese he's just no, I was, come I was up trying, to you going gonna, happy was, new year and you're like wait a minute it's not january 1st uh, second <laughs> what are you doing what year of the snake what does that mean <laughs> but i have referenced the fact chinese new year comes into play this isn't me just adding useless <laughs> racial profiling for no reason but he you know so and in chinese new year you get those little red packets of money like what? It's a tradition like family members give little red envelopes to everyone. It's for prosperity and whatnot. Wow. Wow. And that's that's really great racism. That's the if you're known for giving out money, that's like a really it's positive like, and, thing. And it's a family thing. And he was talking up a big game at school going, guys, I don't think you understand. Like doing a bit of Heisenberg, like I don't think you understand how much money I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I got shoe boxes full of cash from this. He's like, you know, my uncle's really rich and he always gives like no matter how old you are or how young you are, you know, he's giving out hundreds and this is it's like when the first time you hear about it, if you've got a friend that has a bar mitzvah and you can't really get your head around the windfall that's sort of about yeah, to before right. so he's going around he's talking this up and he says to me oh and my dad's going to America 
um, this week. He's like, oh, do you want me to get you some Air Max? Which is so weird. Like, I grew up in, in Glen Waverley. Yeah. And so, I'm out there in the eastern, southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. Like, this is like someone just casually, you're out to lunch with them and they're like, do you want a Ferrari? Because my dad's going to the UAE and he's, he's <laughs> yeah. bringing back a boatload. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you I mean, do you want one or do you have a car? Or are you like, would it be a hassle? Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. So it's like, would you, could you really give me, could you really get me Air Max? Yeah. I'm not going to say no to it. It's like, mate, no worries. It's done. I'm like, well, I can't believe this is happening. So I'm sort of walking around for a week going, I'm getting Air Maxes. I've given him my size. I've traced my foot. Like I went home. I'm making sure there was no error <laughs> yes. on this situation. A week passes, two weeks pass. And, and he goes... He comes to school and he's like, oh, mate, sorry, dad, he didn't get the shoes. And so I went, like, you can't be angry at it because you just never deserve to have this, this this pair of Air Max in the first place. But I was probably not that mature, so I was, like, peeved. And the next day he comes to school and gives me $100 <laughs> just as a bit of, sorry, I couldn't get the shoes. Here you go. Buy the, buy some Air Max for yourself because he goes, I got it with my red red envelope money. Wow. And again, the right thing to do there is obviously <laughs> you just go, ah, oh, mate, don't, this is crazy. We're yeah. getting silly now. But I just went, oh, cheers. Thanks very much. Yeah. That's more like it. How desperate is this kid for friends? I couldn't, and he wasn't an unpopular kid. It still doesn't even make sense to this yeah. day. So I remember getting the $100, just having it in my sock because I like, folded it. That was paper 100 back then. Uh. Folded it up, chucked it in my sock and just walking around walking on a hundred dollars <laughs> just diamonds in the soles of my shoes style <laughs> go home and i'm ecstatic so i go to mum and i walk up to mum and i'm like well mum i don't know what you're doing saturday Things morning have but changed. you need to block out <laughs> 10 to 12 saturday morning for me because we're heading up to the glen and we're getting me some air max because uh, i just got the glen <laughs> you got yep. a 10 year old kid just waving a christmas <laughs> <laughs> or a sweaty hundo <laughs> and this is what we're doing on saturday Immediately, you know, mum calls dad in. What's going on? Where did you get that? I'm like, whoa, what's this? Is my first experience of being audited. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Odd jobs. Uh, I think I declared it. It was a gift. It was from a dad as a dead uncle. So I'm trying to now. I didn't have any option. I just said, well, look, Peter Tran gave it to me, but he's he was allowed to because it was from his red envelope money and he was meant to get me Air Max anyway and he didn't. <laughs> so this is sort of a make good. All hell breaks loose. Like we have to drive over to this kid's house uh, at night, uh, and then the weird thing is, we go to give the money back. Like we drive over there, Dad's like, "This has happened. You know, your son's give my son a hundred dollars. We that that can't be happening. Here's the money back." But then this kid, he's he's now gone. Oh, that was probably a weird thing to do. So he's gone. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, <laughs> what? And so Dad's going to me. Where did the money come from? I'm like. What are you talking about? You gave me $100 oh. at school. So now there's this weird three-way lie. So then we gave it to World Vision and I'm in the corner just like dying. Going, oh. Man, I'm going to know what to do with Air Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you it to them. And then, and so it became this. And the only other weird part about that story was I remember because I, I was in kind of now I was in trouble for having accepted the $100. The, there was a From bit of nowhere. a hot potato yeah. of blame that got juggled around yeah. and somehow I got ended up holding this shitty blame potato. Did your parents believe you I, like after oh, you left the house? They would have to because I wasn't a good liar and yeah. I'm not a good liar. And as it, and even as a kid, like you, even if I thought I was lying, well, you wouldn't have been. Like, you know, if yeah, a, yeah. your kid's lying to you, yeah. you could tell. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there must be something going, this is weird. I think Hamish is telling the truth. But what, what a weird thing for this other kid to have done. I, m- mum had bought a dictaphone 
like back in the day, she thought this was going to be a really handy thing to like, you know, take down ideas. Mum, I think she was a high school teacher at the time, but she had somehow we had a dictaphone at home. Yeah. I took it to school to try and get him on tape. Oh, you're you're wired. You're wired up. Admitting (laughs) that he gave me the hundred, even though the issue was over. Like I still was trying to clear my name. Yeah. I wasn't this this thief roaming the neighbourhood. Oh wow! But I I never I don't think I ever managed to get him on tape. But yeah. I still actually remember looking at different jackets in my closet that I could put the dictaphone in <laughs> and had it have it going so I could just do that awesome reveal of just pulling it out, clicking stop, and going. You just told me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd yeah. like to hear the, the failed copies that you've got know, though. Like you going up, going. So Peter, remember when you gave me that sweet hunch? God, <laughs> no. Have you given out any hun- hundos today, like you did to me on the fourth of September? <laughs> Hot day today in Fahrenheit. It must be almost 100 degrees. <laughs> Speaking of 100 yeah, things, yeah. Those Speaking dollars. of 100, you wouldn't know anything about that, would you, mate? Uh, hey, Pete, how's it going? Do you want to go? Do you want to? Should we go get a Sunny Boy at the Tuck Shop? Yeah, you could afford to give it to me because, as we both know, you definitely <laughs> admit you gave me 100 dollars Australian currency on said time and date. Did you not? Yeah. <laughs> could you just speak into this bunch of roses? <laughs> <laughs> and have you had the moment of like having you know like a 10 year school anniversary? And getting see, to see this kid again. And yeah, I, I don't know what ended up happening to that guy. Oh, um, I probably should have changed his name. Um, but so apologies if he's now a. Uh, as as he know, reached puberty, he probably found of... new and interesting people to give a hundred dollars to. I'd imagine, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing you have a lot of fun if you kept that up later in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never lose that streak, Pete. I bet you had a great time. <laughs> well, if he's listening right now, uh, little dum dum club at gmail.com is our PayPal address. <laughs> yeah. you want to, uh, wire some stuff through. <laughs> our parents would... are fine with it. We're not going to yeah. drive around to your house in the middle of the night and give you grief over. We're going to blow your cover. Keep those yeah. red envelopes coming, guys. <laughs> as we've always said, happy Chinese New Year. <laughs> <laughs> now, and have oh, you had that sweet moment? Did you then, like years down the line, when you could go and get your own pair of Air Max, and you f- it was like a sweet redemption? Yeah, two big moments in my adult life, I reckon, were when I just went. Actually, three when I just went. This is awesome. One buying Air Max for myself, which was great, and yep. that was only like maybe when they sort of relaunched them. Yeah, talking yep. like eight, eight, nine years ago. Two converting to being Chinese to get some sweet money. <laughs> sweet <laughs> red envelopes. Wabusha mama. And buy. I mean, first first shop you ever do when you move out. Like, oh yeah, yeah. First yeah. time you have a rental house, like me and my two housemates went down to the supermarket, and that moment where you just go. I can just buy chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buy as much as I want. I've got yeah, money. But at, but at the same time, you're going, this is going to be great. Let's go do our first shop. And it's like, gets to the end. It's like, that's 50 bucks. It's like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So we all took a photo because we're like, this is what I have. This is going to be us forever. We're like, friends never shop as a group again. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> we're like, Thursday shopping day. Yeah. yeah. That never lasted. Yeah. And then, and then one time we got given the Reebok pumps. Oh. And then for me, like that's still, again, as a child that just pined after sure. them and could never have them. To be given the pair by Reebok to be like, hey, these are coming out, tell us what you think, was just like, well, the world's, this is crazy. The world yeah, has yeah. gone mad. Yeah. I've that's married a princess. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against my actual wife, who I do see is also a wonderful day of my life. <laughs> now, I, I actually, uh, that reminds me, I had something like that in my youth, because I grew up in a small country town called Miraburra, and right. uh, it's in central Victoria, uh, and... I had this this really weird guy that was sort of a bit more um, sort of pushy than that. He was a real guy that would try and buy your friendship. Right. And he would try and take one hundred dollars from you, <laughs> yeah. rather than this weird generosity bully yeah. that I had, <laughs> trying to make friends by stealing. Yeah, yeah. So he would bring around bikes and stuff and go, "Oh, you can have this." And there'd be like a bike at my house. And my parents would come around and go, "Oh, no, it's like What's- a double day scam." 
No, if you don't return it in 30 days, we just start taking yeah, yeah, 1995 yeah. out of your bank <laughs> account. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like that. And my parents would be like, all parents going, where's this come from? You know, you've got to bring this back. But they didn't look into it too much. It'd just be like, I oh, just give it back. And he'd keep bringing around this stuff and we'd have to keep sending it back and whatever. And I'd go, gee, that was, and me being a child going, oh, it seems overly generous to be giving that to him. And I, oh, well, I wonder what he did when he got it back. And I don't really understand. Years later, his dad ended up in one of Chopper's books as this mass criminal. Oh, and so I was this is getting all just hot stuff. Hot stuff that I was getting from one of Chopper's henchmen. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you got drug dealers' kids' bikes. Yeah, yeah. One of but one of Chopper's rural henchmen. So probably not one of the better henchmen. Yeah, sure. He, he drives around every month to see how the sales are going, and you know, yeah. gives him a bit of marketing advice. And he yeah, has yeah. To keep, keep going. Threatening to burn down people's barns and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, so he sees him every year at the Christmas conference, but he yeah. doesn't really get out and do much boots on the ground in the rural areas yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just like that Chopper's. Yeah, that it's worth Chopper's while to be franchising out into the greater Victorian well, region. It was, it was Heath Franklin by that stage. It was yeah. like a, the real chopper can't go out there. Yeah. I'll send out the Heath and that various other of my lookalikes. So one of Heath Frank- Franklin's henchmen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Franklin's little brother goes yeah. out. Oh. Uh, should we take a quick break now? Sure. To check in once again with Australia's favourite and longest running cereal. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit of the adventures of Rad Dad. Here and I'm here to say I'm just riding around in the bad dad way. Got a wife, a kid, a cat, and a dog. Now see me be right in your catalog. Yeah. Word to your mother. Cause I'm Rad Dad. He's the raddest dad in town. Rad Dad. Hey, Rad Dad. I was cleaning your office and I found this pile of papers in your desk. Oh yeah, they're all the copies I make of my correspondence with Leisure Suit Larry. He is so cool with the ladies and when he one day replies, I'll be his number one wingman. Nah, these don't look like letters. They all say things like overdue and final notice. Are you in financial trouble, Rad Dad? Ah, Jenny, that's nothing. Just the man trying to stop old Rad Dad from having a good time. Now, come over here and let's watch Harriet the Spy together on Laserdisc. I'll get it. Hello, young lady. I'm a sheriff from the sheriff's office. I'm looking for Mr. R. Dad. Is he in here? Oh, shit. Jenny, tell him I'm not here. Yeah, he's just in the living room. Mr. Dad, I have a warrant here for your arrest owing to a large number of unpaid fines. Hey, hey, Jenny, can you smell that? Smells to me like bacon because there's a bloody pig in our home. <laughs> Got him. Oh, Christ. Oh, actually, just from the sheriff's office, not technically police. Anyway, some of these fines are pretty serious. Driving 95 kilometres in a school zone. I was trying to impress the lollipop lady. Parking in a disabled spot out the front of a chemist. I needed some Lynx Africa for my hot date with a lollipop lady. This is one I've never heard of. Indecent conduct in a red rooster car park. Well, let's just say things went pretty well with a lollipop lady. In fact, you could say my lollipop was... Uh, right. Wh- wait, wait a minute. Um, her roast chicken roll... What? No, okay, that's probably not it either. Uh, hang on, I'm, I'm getting there. We get it. You're trying to tell us that the lollipop lady touched your penis. And while I do congratulate you for that, I have to say in all my years as a sheriff, I have never seen a man with such incompetent disregard for the law. Also, I can't remember the last time I saw someone wearing a Vote for Pedro t-shirt. I've heard enough. Rad Dad, you are under arrest. What? No, no. Jenny, get a message to Leisure Suit Larry. He'll know what to do. He'll sleep with the female judge or something. And while you're at it, see if you can get that lollipop lady to pop down to the cop shop for a bit of a conjugal visit. Rad Dad. (laughs) 
Rad Dad is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And we're back. And what a great time we just had. Yeah. <laughs> One of our better ones, I would have thought. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, I, what I want to ask you about, Hamish, is, um, you know, recent news of yours. The GQ Man of the Year. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Half Man. Oh, half, yeah, of First course. Sorry, sorry. Anyone's ever had to share it. Singularly, these guys would not be a man in their own right. <laughs> Let's hear it for the Half Man. Hamish and Andy. <laughs> what are your responsibilities as GQ, uh, one of the GQ Men yes. of the Year? Uh, it's, I, every time I think of Half Man, I do think either centaur or just like front or back half of a two-person horse suit. Um, but no, zero responsibilities. Oh, really? Um I mean, if it, you if, should, what should, what, what money clip should I be using at the moment? That's the crazy thing, isn't it? It's like I didn't know. I mean, I'm very honoured to get it you, for the record. Like, yep, sure. This is so nice of you guys to think of me, but I did try to make clear it to them. You know, nothing about like <laughs> I don't know about fashion and style, and yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you the regular segments of the peer in the in the GQ before having having started to peruse it a little more heavier. You are wearing you are wearing little to no Burberry at the moment. I'm mm. very disappointed in that. I have a Burberry morph suit underneath my <laughs> jeans and t-shirt, so I always have one piece of Burberry and Louis Vuitton <laughs> on at one stage. Well, that was a hard thing. The only the only bit of resistance we encountered in the whole process was they really want to slick your hair down quite mad men. Yeah, right. And we did it for this photo shoot for the magazine. And then on the night, they want you to sort of like recreate the look. Like they're sort of creating a character. Like I sort of look like a henchman a little bit. (laughs) And I was like, I just don't. I'm pretty happy with the regular, you know, shower, towel. I'm going to put deodorant and stuff on. Like I'm not going to come straight from work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what you're going to get. So there was a little bit of, uh, all right, well. Yeah, for the record, we'd rather you have slicked down hair, but right. that was the only kind of that was only clashing of heads that happened. But from here on in, I think it's just parties, 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 yeah. just yeah. rolling around the streets with the old golden. I've we've chainsawed the award in half, so I got a big G in front really? of my car, which is awkward when I drive past Andrew G, who's I think got the same big G on his car. <laughs> <laughs> but he has nothing to do with GQ though. <laughs> um, so that's that's it, yeah. Andrew and I just uh, that's we we get to put that up there with our not many other awards, like our Channel Thirty One Community TV Award. Oh, no hey, 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 you still got that? We've, hey, yeah, we've, we've, we've been part I'm, of that. I'm on. I'm We're Antenna Award winners. I know we've mentioned Logies and GQ, but those are literally the only things that have ever picked up. The antennas we cleaned up at one year, and they still have pride of place. Yeah, in our yeah, office. Great. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, who's got who's because we at the show we were on one one, but we. I don't think I've ever even seen it. I think they were also chainsawed up, but <laughs> not not to keep. <laughs> well, we got beaten out at ours. Jack on our radio show, who presses the buttons for us, well, he turned up at our radio station when he was about 19 and started just by chance filled in for us. And he had to fill in every Friday from our regular panel operator, a guy called Ben. And it became this running joke that like every Friday, just so many mistakes and people yeah, would be yeah. like tweeting, it, oh, it looks like Jack's on the buttons. <laughs> and so it just became this thing that this 19-year-old doesn't know how to panel. But from there, it became a lot of fun because we sort of got to talk to him and he's a super funny guy in his own right and he just sort of became part of the show. But as that was happening, as we had this 19-year-old guy paneling our show, we got an email from his mum to the radio show's like webpage. She emailed and she said, I, I know Jack won't have told you this, but you should ask him... Um, what two guys he beat at the Antenna Awards when he was 15. <laughs> and Sandy and I were like, holy shit, it's that guy. When we were, like, we, that the year we were up for the Antenna Awards, I think it was 2000 and, oh, it might have been 2003. 
and we'd done a sh- like we'd done a show called Radio Karate, and we we were nominated I think for seven, and and Andy and I were both individually nominated for best presenter. And then there was someone else, and then there was a fifteen-year-old kid that was nominated for like Sin TV, which is you know the which is essentially community radio being filmed as yeah, a TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, well, this kid's not going to win it. <laughs> and we were at the height of our arrogance, like giant, just giant. Probably if you could, I'd chart like to out think it. you got arrogant, more arrogant than working on Channel Thirty One. There was other, there's better, no, seen better is, things since then. Totally, we were just thinking <laughs> we were kings of the world. So if you could chart our ego, we're probably around about the summit at this stage. We yeah. just signed with Channel Seven, like that. This we had this sketch. Show that was going ahead so we're like well I think we're going to be okay against the 15 year old kid yeah, yeah. as obviously happens 15 year old kid wins it he gets up there sort of <laughs> gives it a bit of you know voice breaky acceptance speech yeah. sits back down and he's like it's the only thing we didn't win all night the show won like best titles best producer <laughs> all the other stuff you get and then it was. It turns out it was Jack. It was he, and he'd never mentioned it. There it was four years later, paddling our show, and was sitting across from our nemesis, and he he'd, he'd never bought it up. And we and still the next day him. he got chainsawed in half. Yeah and, then, yeah, and then we just put in one of those perspex screens you have in limousines. So we, he, he he can't. He's not susceptible to any projectiles we throw at him. But that was that. So we we all have humble beginnings in the antennas. I thought his acceptance speech was actually far more grateful than ours would. Have been at yeah, the time. Yeah. We had a weird it is moment a world, isn't it? The, the world of community TV and yeah. awards and stuff like that. Because we had a year where we, the Studio A, the show that we both worked on and were on from time to time, we won. And then the next year, this is when Dave Thornton was hosting it. Yeah. Someone else from like Channel Thirty One or who was nominated against us came up to Thornton and was like, "You think you're pretty bloody good because you won last year, but guess what, Thornton, you are going down." Yeah, it was like yeah, trying to get all up you. in our face about. It. We're like, "Man, you can have it." Like we're we're here at the thing. That's enough. Man, yeah, free drinks, free drinks here. Enough. This, is, this <laughs> yeah. is all we care about <laughs> in community television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We paid our whole crew with muffin break muffins. Yeah. Like yeah. our whole sponsorship was just muffin break everywhere. Yeah. So, and then I think we got like two boxes of muffins. And that was sort of that was enough to get people to turn up and work the cameras for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, Muffin Breaker appreciating this plug. We would have been this d- is how shit con- conditions were on our show. Yeah. We paid people in Muffin Break. Can you believe people ate Muffin Break? <laughs> Still a huge fan of their apple cinnamon. In fact, while everyone's sitting in those red envelopes, why not send a show a few muffins? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man. Um, I want to. Um, I, I talked to the head of the top of the show about my girlfriend. I want to bring this up. Um. I um, because I've heard that you're quite a fitness. Are you a fitness fanatic, or are you just a fitness? What's under fanatic? No, I I I just more I kicked fatness. Right. <laughs> I just moved slightly away from fatness. Okay. We and I went to the show in New York, and I then after that I was just on about a pizza a day outside right. of normal food intake, which in New York this is in yeah in New York is yeah. a lot of food. The, yeah, yeah. You just don't stop eating. If you have to physically res- resist food, like duck it, weave it, get out of its way. I feel like it's, it's your duty, weren't you, in America, to make the most of what they have there. And don't get me wrong, I don't regret it for a second. And anytime I am in America or New York, you have to partake in that. Like yeah. they're the best burgers, it's the best fried chicken in the world, and I adore it. But I was just, it was incredible. Like I, I think I got up to about 103, 104 kilos. Yeah. Right. Which was, you know, I was getting I was getting up there. And I was newly in love too. Like it was sort of the first year of the relationship, first, second year. So you do wear that honeymoon period fat suit a little bit. Right. But I remember I came back from that and I went, all right, this has got a bit silly. The moment came, my hitting rock bottom for me was <laughs> when I got on the scales 
And I was, when you went yeah. back to community TV and said, is that muffin break deal still going? Or <laughs> I will learn how to work a camera if there's muffins involved. <laughs> and I, got, I went, to a, went to get on a trampoline like at a cousin's house or something. And on the side, as I was climbing up, you know, just to be like one of the kids, as I was climbing on it said, um, you know, maximum, uh, you have to be under, maximum light 100 kilograms. Like pe- persons under 100 kilograms only. Which is, you we wouldn't even think you need to put that on stuff. Yeah. Because most of us are under <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that moment, I just realised I'm suddenly on the outer. I'm, yeah. now, I'm now in the small percentage <laughs> of people. Yeah, I'm, now, I'm now eligible for a shot from behind waddling shot on current oh, affairs yeah. to describe the growing obesity <laughs> yeah. epidemic. And it was time to maybe do something about it. So I started... Um, that would have been good for your Twitter at that moment. Just, you know how everyone has their funny little statuses and whatever. Hamish playing too fat for a trampoline. Yeah. Too fat to bounce. <laughs> yeah. Trampoline illegal. Yeah. And so we started this thing on the radio show at the time. I was like, I got two months in it by the end of this year. I gotta get under 100. I gotta bounce on a trampoline and do a backflip. <laughs> and then I got back down to about 95. Right. From that. And then I sort of, I'm, or I guess I'm around, I'm have, I never, I haven't weighed myself since that day, but I probably lost a bit more than that. I'm probably around about 90. Yeah. But I started boxing with a bunch of mates. That's what I was gonna say, because um, Diamond Dave Thornton, friend of the show, he, we, we trained together. Yes, he says that you are an absolute demon in there. It's, um, it's just a lot of fun. Like, we, it, I did that thing with exercise, which I, and I never thought I'd be sitting here talking about exercise. But you get through those first few months where I was, thankfully I was doing it because I made a stupid promise on there so I kind of had to. Yep. But you get through those first few months and then, you know, there's 10 or so other guys and we're all mates and do it together and it just gets a bit competitive. Yeah. You know, then you can't get out of it. Yeah. Then you're stuck in it. And then it gets to the point where you're like, well, I spend two mornings a week running around an oval and through winter it's cold and I'm dragging medicine balls around. I've got tires and ropes and stuff. I just can't let that go to waste now. Yeah, 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 now yeah. I'm yeah. now I'm in the zone where I'm like, well, I got it. It's only two mornings a week, but um, it's still it is. F- but every single morning the alarm goes off and I go, I think I might give this up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then I sl- sort of get out of bed. I'm just slowly putting your clothes on, and then you're there. Yeah, I've, I've you? only done it. I've done it like three times, and I was just fucked after it every time. It's, and I, but I loved it. It's like, great. It's great. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like Michelle Bridges, but I think the the number one thing that I learned was just do it with mates. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. If, if I've and this, you're doing, looking at a guy that's had twelve gym memberships, has bought <laughs> and given away almost every piece of fitness equipment, has yeah. tried so many times to do the old. I'll just get fit by myself. Yeah, I'm just too generous. I'm like, I'm the, the I'm the friendliest coach you'll ever meet. Like yeah. if I did ten push-ups, I'd be like, hey, you are a hero. We're gonna go, <laughs> we're gonna go get a cheeseburger and then we'll go for a run later if you don't if your tummy feels okay. And so you just have to go and do it with like a group. Like yeah. get a coach, get a get get a good group of people to do I'm, it. I'm keen, but so with the boxing, I've never done the boxing because I run, I do a lot of stuff like that. But with boxing, do they have the? Do they? Have, I imagine with a gym, you've got you've got sort of vaguely sort of pump up music with. With boxing, is it like that? Do they get you know? Have you got a lot of eye of the tiger sort of happening in there? Or? I think it just depends. Like we don't do, you know, I, I I wouldn't want us to be confused with actual fighters, but it's I suppose it's like the training you would do if you were also training to be a fighter. Do you know right. what I mean? So it's sure. like a lot of, you're hitting bags and you, you know, you're doing various drills and stuff with each other. I don't even I can't even couldn't even tell you. Sometimes it's music, I guess. Sometimes it's not. But like, you are quite often like on your hands and knees just. Praying to vomit, so you'll feel a little <laughs> yeah, bit better. Right. Like it can, it can mess you up. Yeah, right. Which is the fun part of it. Like over over time, you do get into that 
it's just, I find it interesting to see how far I can push myself. Sure, sure. Because yeah. I, I do a lot of running and, and I'm... Uh, Tommy, you've, you've brought up... You listen to music. I don't really listen to music. I haven't got that thing where I sort of need music. I need someone next to me. I run with my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And my girlfriend needs music. And this is what happened the other day was I did a run. I came back with her and she said, oh, you've got to help me with my iPod uh, before we, we run again. And I'm like, what do you mean? Is it broken or... And she's like, no, no, it's not broken. It's just... It's not... Um, it's not uploading from my iTunes. It's not uploading from my laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. So what? What? What are you listening to? And she goes, I oh, just tracks that I've downloaded straight onto my iPod. Yeah, right. I'm like, okay, all right. So how many have you got on there? And she said one. <laughs> and we'd just we've been, like we'd been we'd been going we'd been going. She's brainwashed herself. <laughs> we'd just been fi- we just finished an hour run. <laughs> <laughs> and she had it on rotate, and she listened to the one song for an hour. And this oh. has been happening for weeks. I'm like, you've been listening to one song over and over. And she's like, yeah. I said, what's the song? <laughs> she goes, um, under the Milky Way by the Church. Oh. Which Far is out. sort of a soundtrack to necking yourself yeah. rather than running for an hour. Because oh. if you I mean, listen in to an indie it, film, you could maybe see a running montage to that, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. immediately what you think with sports. Oh, no, it's, not, it's not like you've got a hill ahead of you and you're like, I can do it. This is a song about someone and heroin. Sure, it's motivating me. Let's go up that hill because oh. it's actually a song about like a drug cafe in Amsterdam or something. Yeah, it's right. No, it's like it's horse with no name. It's yeah, yeah, yes. Another yeah, yeah, great yeah. running song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it's, that's kind of good, I guess, for ambling or moping. Not yeah, running. yeah, yeah. For crying in your bedroom Wrong at yeah. 15. But I mean, you could do various verbs to that song. I just wouldn't pick hill sprints as well. No, but, no. <laughs> but listening to anything for an hour, that's crazy behaviour. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, do you ever get this where, like, you... This happens to me a bit where, you know, a, a song gets stuck in your head. Yeah, and totally. then if I can't sleep... And the song has been in my head during the day. It'll just be looping in my head as I'm trying to sleep and I can't sleep and I'm getting annoyed because I can't. <laughs> Sometimes that can Depends on the song. Depends on the song. Yep. But you know, you're trying to sleep and you and so you're getting frustrated by not being able to sleep and then this song and like often I'll just get stuck on one little bit of the song, like one little bit of wording or one little bar that oh, just totally. keeps. And it's always and a it's song where you sitting don't know there the rocking back and forth going, Gah! like that plus Physical exertion sounds like yeah. I don't know how you. It sounds like the kind of thing they do in the military to break you down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, they, yeah. then the next album builds you back up again. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I've only done, I did it once. We I did a city to surf in Sydney, which you run from the middle of the city out to Bondi Beach, mm-hmm. and that's fourteen k's. And I just I only ran. This was out of choice with Frank Stallone's "Far From Over" <laughs> yeah. in my headphones. Mr. <laughs> Stallone's brother. Yeah. Now that is a song you can run to nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah Although after yeah, you know, I think it was probably like fifty plays. You probably gets to the end of its life. Yeah, after yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I want to talk about this just quickly because we're talking about fitness and stuff. You and I were recently we were at a uh, rap party for a, a television show that no, we no, both sorry. did a little bit of work on. Not like a Rum DMC. No. Kind of party. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were there and I was talking to a friend of mine who I hadn't seen for a little while who was also working on the show uh, and we are just catching up and next to me there was a, a, a waiter came and put down a plate of arancini, a little risotto ball, which I'm a, I'm a very big fan of. So I'm just kind of chatting to my mate and kind of, you know, we're casually going back and forth and I'm just kind of, oh, how good is this arancini, eating that arancini? And then after about, you know, half an hour or so he goes, anyway, I'm going to go, you know, get another drink, I'll see you in a bit. He walks off and then a girl gets up from the other side of the party who's been sitting there, comes over to me and goes, I don't know if you realise this, but I've just sat over there and watched you talk to your mate and eat literally that entire plate of arancini 
all by yourself. Not a single person had one of them <laughs> at all. You finished that whole plate off all by yourself. And a lot of people would be embarrassed about that, but as someone... And you've really offended mate. our sponsor, Muffin Break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who do have our enchanting size muffin bites yeah. coming out. Yeah, big apologies to them. But... Uh, you know what? I don't see a lot of things through to completion. Like I dropped out of an arts <laughs> degree, so I'm actually pretty stoked on myself no, for that one. For someone that does go to functions a fair bit, you have to herd the good food and corner it and <laughs> yep. monopolise it. Yeah. Yep. It's a jungle out there. You can't assume <laughs> the there's enough is... food to feed everyone. <laughs> enough good food. Not yeah. enough arancini. Yeah. Yeah. Arancini is such an easy thing to just eat. Like I love it. But then when you realise it's like risotto cooked into little balls and like you look at the numbers there, I was like, so far, I reckon so I've just eaten two fucking huge bowls of risotto just by myself like and then just if you were wearing like a deep fried beanie maybe like that surface area of <laughs> yeah. fried stuff just after or i suppose a deep fried bowl is probably a more yeah, sensible yeah. analogy but just the just the thing that overtakes you at a party where like i would never eat that much food just if you on fit the couch, in, if it's a bite size you can just that's why they invented popcorn chicken because yeah. they were just like people would just eat this as well as other food because if it requires one bite and no effort then no one's going to register it as they, they ate any food. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing the ads for Popcorn Chicken when they first bought it out and thinking that it was a, a literal combination of both of those things. Yeah, and so going, did I. They've yeah. lost it, mate. They have just gone cr- <laughs> they've lost drunk it, with power. But I'm interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still going to try it. And but yeah. The weird thing about Popcorn Chicken is, and same with McBites, which was sort of McDonald's sort of smaller nuggets. Yeah, yeah. I reckon they deliberately do it to mess up your... Like, everyone has their meal mathematics. Like, I know if I go to Macca's, while I can... Like, medium cheeseburger meal, six nuggets, bang. Um, that's a good... That's a meal. If I'm starving, Ooh, I'll go That's medium. six nuggets. go-to. I'll six go nugget medium, chaser. I'll go medium I love it. quarter pounder meal and six nuggets. I do, yeah. I've, I've recently changed it from medium quarter pounder to medium double cheeseburger. Yeah, right. Mm. So, we're all in the same... Yeah. But I will... I'll chuck six nuggets in there as well because it's not... not it's not so much the food. It's like, oh, that's the sadness of finishing the burger and being like, oh, now I've just got chips. That's, yeah, yeah. This is almost over. I was having so much fun. It's like yeah. fun to have nuggets there as well. But everyone kind of knows their nugget number two. Like, it's a, it's a unique number to every human being. It's sort of like your social security. But you know your nugget number of what you can <laughs> That eat. I feel like, for me, that was like, the mo- like a moment of growing up of going... Don't reckon six is going to be enough today. Oh. I'm going to jump up to nine. <laughs> I reckon I can do a nine. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't feel like bouncing on the trampoline today. I think I'm going to get 12. <laughs> yeah. I reckon I could call Dad and get him to reinforce the trampoline. <laughs> I might have a 12 pack. But with So we all know our nugget number, but then with McBites and popcorn chicken and stuff, if you said to someone, how many can you eat? They'd be like, I don't know, lots. Yeah, a yeah. box. They mess with you. They, they do it deliberately because it's just like, yeah, it's this non-specific chunk of food that yeah. you would just keep eating. I love KFC's thing now of just how they've got their 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 packs that are just like have a little bit of everything on the menu. Just here's everything it's we make. It's always like a yeah. treat pack or <laughs> indulgence <laughs> pack because that's how they get away with selling fatty foods these I like, days. Yeah, like, the all-stars sub- box. sometimes food. Yeah. And, and they make it so cheap that you start to go that it, it gets to that, that price where you go that's I think there might be something wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit too cheap now, I think. Yeah, You've actually yeah like the dinner boxes and stuff, they're, they're dangling that bait out there for you to do the maths on it and to be like, a second, two big yeah. max. We're up $4.05. We're up $4.05 if we buy it in that box. <laughs> what about those new ads they've got where it's like the families in McDonald's and it's like the, have you seen them where it's like the daughter talking to the camera and yeah. it's like, no, we come to Macca's and dad's a bloody goofball, isn't he? And yeah. mum's just over there yelling at Tarquin yeah. and then out the front going, 
My name's Shauna and this is this is our family's McDonald's. I want to do one at the Smith Street McDonald's yeah. where it's like a junky family. At just yeah. two in all, the morning. Yeah, all yeah, going yeah. crazy at each yeah. other. Yeah. That would I be... hide behind the pot plant and when the coast is clear, <laughs> I quickly run up and get a double sundae. And then I sprint I then I sprint back down the road needed at a tram stop. <laughs> I go in the toilets every day and see if they've still got that blue light. Oh. <laughs> I go in the drive through in the underneath underneath bit and I beg with them to give it to me because it's not safe to go upstairs. <laughs> I, I like the conspiracies. Have you ever heard those people that have those conspiracies about McDonald's? Like they go, you know what they you know when they bring out those new burgers, they have the Hawaiian burger. You know what they do? They make it deliberately a bit shit so they won't keep it. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but like HQ of McDonald's is like the CEO's going. It's not Don't shit enough. To fuck that up a bit. <laughs> no, this I'm is a, too good. <laughs> I'm falling out with McDonald's because they've they've they they had a great chicken burger on the menu that I loved. That wasn't it wasn't like a spe- it was just their crispy chicken. Oh, uh, crispy chicken with like the BLT in that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they got rid of it, and now they've got these like three different chicken burgers that are all kind of. Like, just singular elements of... It's a crazy world we're living in at the moment (laughs) in terms of McDonald's because, I mean, it definitely is one of my favourite restaurants, but the days growing up when it was just cheeseburger. Yeah. Hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. Remember hamburger without the cheese? (laughs) You know what hamburger is? Hamburger is like when you'd go to the pub and they'd have glasses instead of pots. Like the the small, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who's getting this tiny weird version? (laughs) Who's like at Mac is like, no, lactose intolerant? Maybe. But even then, it's like, I'm sure there's lactose in other parts of it. So it's like someone that just is like, If you're a little bit funny about food, don't go to McDonald's. It's like before when we were like, well, if I'm really hungry, I'll go with Quarter pounder. It's like I normally get a hamburger, but if I'm really hungry, I'll have a cheeseburger. Yeah, like, yeah. Exercise and protein <laughs> yeah. gets me through the day. But we used to have like there was five or six burgers, filled fish, which I wasn't interested in. You'd sort of rotate through the others. You had the McFeast, and it was so easy. Now there's a whole other board that you just can't keep up with. It rotates yeah. so often. And the often. board is so big. This is my gripe with McDonald's. The board is so big because you look up there and go, "How much are chips and drinks these days?" Oh, they're not even on the board. Yeah. How it's do you just, not even have room for chips and drinks around. on the board? They're just around. They're just sort of like, you know it. It's been around since the yeah, 60s. Yeah. You'll pay we, what, you, what, what it is. We've got yeah. too much Angus and salad and wraps and crispy chicken things, all of which are great meals and Boy, foods, how but long, it's crazy. How yeah. long before they give up on Angus? Like, that That didn't pan out, really, did it? Like, uh, Yeah, that's the really. Hard- Again, maybe look. Maybe this does talk to your point. Maybe that's their version of going. We've got to, we'll go too good to yeah. remind people. Hey, <sighs> just stick to the cheeseburger. It's probably the greatest, most classic burger of all time. Sure. Don't you, you bind into the Angus and you're like, yeah, it is a bit fancy, but that's not why I came to make. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you this much for free. I am glad I'm not like a kid. Like having McDonald's today, because now you you know you know what the Happy Meal used apple to be slices. burger yeah yeah, yeah. The, now the parents have the option of getting you a fucking bag of apple slices. Yeah. Can you think of anything worse? Yeah. I went to my because it's all allergies and like fr- like parents. This I'm about to have a baby. Like my wife's pregnant with you in May, and I got my first reality check on the weekend mm. of like what awaits us for. Like school parties and kids wanting just twisties and yep, just normal yep. stuff that you just eat at a party. Went to our little, our, my niece's three, third party, third birthday party. But they're in Bondi in Sydney, right? Which is sort of very, like every kid has an allergy, whether they like it or not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not cool unless you have some sort of wheat, nut, gluten some kid, one of the kids there had a soy allergy. Oh. So it was like, can't have milk, but can't have soy. Do you have any quinoa milk? Oh, my oh. God. I How do you milk soy- a 
a soy bar. allergy, you can't have normal milk as well. So it's like she, we, we, like, to me, that sounds like, oh, like I don't want soy. I'm, I'm fine with being allergic to stuff I don't want. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> she has a poison allergy, so yeah. you can't get any poison. <laughs> but it's like this world now where it's like you wouldn't even just as a rule. It's like people have forgotten that like allergies are just they're the rarities now. Yeah. It's sort of like no, definitely no wheat, like no wheat or milk. Like yeah. guys, this is like. Remember the the food pyramid was like wheat, milk, eggs. That was it. Like yeah, those, yeah. you're cutting out two of the main foods. Yeah. So yeah. like kids are just like definitely not allowed bread and definitely not allowed milk, just as a rule. Like oh. why just can't like- have it? And then now they're all there was dry popped popcorn. There was a fruit bowl and there was a gluten free apple cake. Oh my god. Who I couldn't died, be. A, yeah, man. I couldn't be a kid. I couldn't I, be a kid. How yeah. could you be? Because like, as a kid, you're fussy. I think mean, most kids, are they, most kids, are fussy. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. You, I couldn't live like that. Yeah, like, it's see, crazy. I feel like this is maybe a naive thing to say because I'm sure you know, like every generation goes, ah, oh, the bloody kids these days. Like, but I reckon it's surely the surely this is it. Hey, mates, it's Dasilo here, popping in from the edit suite uh, to let you know that unfortunately at this point, Hamish uh, accidentally switched off his microphone and it took us like three minutes to realise what had happened. Uh, So we're going to jump ahead. We only lost a couple of minutes. Uh, Carl started talking about trying to buy DVDs in Thailand and then uh, we realised what Hamish had done with the mic. So we're going to pick it up now with old Nigel No Microphone. In Thailand, greatest bit of piracy was... The software wall. So yep. DVDs on on to the left. The you know like Word, Excel, Adobe, various Adobe financial applications, but super dodgy. Like the same level of dodgy as the DVDs. If you were an accountant or running a business, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that you'd be looking for savings. But if you can't fork out three hundred ninety bucks or whatever it is, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, like the Microsoft Office package, and you get audited or things go under. Who's going to explain to your clients that you were using pirated software yeah, 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 yeah. from Thailand? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, guys, but I think you'll agree that when you came in to visit, I was wearing pretty cool suits. <laughs> <laughs> and, had a, and a different one for each day of the week. <laughs> well, I, so I, I got into this shop and the guy starts trying to sell me a suit. The other guy that had brought me in sort of waved him away, goes, knocks on the wall. It spins around like right. a fake bookcase in a movie and there's a secret dungeon of DVDs oh. in there. An absolute secret false door so I go in there and I'm like oh, oh God, this you is guys awesome have got a, you have original Smurfs the cartoon yeah yeah this is, you have actual this Smurfs in there <laughs> <laughs> so I went in there and he, you know I'm going oh this is great and there were so many in there I'm like this is awesome and then he sort of just like you know knocks on the door again and it closes and sort of locks and it's like he's like uh, I, I go oh how much are these and he goes oh they're like this this much Bart and I'm thinking that's a bit more than the street level but um, no one knows where I am now so I guess I'm paying whatever this guy wants me to pay. And the voiceover from Saw just came in. <laughs> yeah. I have to do what this guy says. Yeah. Well, that's the. I mean, but you know, you get you get what you pay for. Were they good quality? I haven't watched them yet because I, I literally that, just started grabbing them, going, yeah. "I better pay enough to make sure this is worth this guy's while, so I can get out of here." That's but I'm what just, I'm a bit confused by this. Why they've got to have it hidden behind a secret door when they're just selling them out in the gutter anyway? Like, why the secrecy? I have no idea. It's probably just so you get a cool story. They were like giggling going, and they're doing the bookshelf thing, and they love that. Aussies love that. (laughs) (laughs) They they think they're being dangerous, even though they they don't know we don't have any copyright law here. This is very legal for us to be doing. He's pointing me going, oh, he loved it. He loved it. He bought 20 DVDs. I'm like, I bought 20 DVDs to save my own life. To ransom myself. (laughs) It's not so much the money that you spend when you're buying them. It's the time investment you think you're going to make. 
I remember standing in front of those fake ones just going, and I'll watch that, and I'll watch that, and I'll watch Kill Bill, even though I've seen it several times, and I'll get all of West Wing. Yeah. yeah every yeah. single, I'll get all 100 discs of that. Yeah. That's not a problem. I'll get 30 discs of Deadwood. Always wanted to watch that. Never, never a chance. No, no, If no. you ever a chance to sit down and watch those yeah, DVDs. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I, I bought a heap this time, like a week ago. I've still got a dozen from my trip last year to Thailand. You are only watched. owning them because in your head it's like a cool fantasy to think yeah. that you have a video easy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, realistically, like when you get a chance to watch a DVD, everyone does the same thing. You sit down and I go, yeah, look, I mean, I have... You know, letters from Iwo Jima <laughs> because it was a dollar. Yeah. But pff, I think I I'm just going to watch Juno again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I know what I'm getting and that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. seems like a film I want to watch today. Yeah. So the, the other copyright law thing that I, uh, I that very much tickled me over there is that, you know, they, they'll use posters and they'll use images of stuff on their ads and whatever and it doesn't sort of, they don't really care too much or whatever. And there was a tailor there that I felt I should go into because it out the front it had... um. A big poster of like Hollywood stars, you know, they've got their people in suits, you yeah, know, because yeah. they'll they'll use these fake Armani, you know, uh, books yeah, like, in there just like to the go. the poster from Goodfellas. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff and go, you know, you can look like Ray Liotta. You can look yeah. like Joe Pesci. <laughs> Not really. I don't want to, but anyway. Yeah, the same way we can give you the haircut at yeah, the yeah. salon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All that sort of stuff. Which I'm always <laughs> Get a like, knockoff shine box over there. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm always tickled by who they choose as the celebrity. So there was this one shop. That much muchly tickled me because they had a guy and a girl and they had um, Vin Diesel and I was like, oh, that's that's sort of fair enough, you know. He's in he's in pretty big grossing movies, you know, Too Fast, Too Furious. That 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 checks out. And then there was a a, a lady next to him and I was like, oh, it doesn't I, I don't immediately understand who that is. Like, why wouldn't they have picked Angelina Jolie or the the leading lady of the day, whoever mm. that may be? And I had a good look and it took me, I reckon, a minute and then I figured out who. Vin Diesel's leading lady was out the front of this ta- this Taiwanese um a Taiwanese Thailand tailor, and it was the grown up Winnie Cooper. <laughs> no way. Yes. <laughs> What's she doing? I don't know. Being googled, she and was stuck the, on a poster. She was the one person they paid for. Like yeah. we can <laughs> yeah. actually afford that image. It's nine dollars. <laughs> Vin yeah. Diesel, no chance. Wow. Isn't that a weird choice yeah. though to go Vin Diesel and then. The person that we all know is the image of a twelve-year-old, but don't really know what she looks like now. Well, that's like when I told—I think I told this before—but when I was on PP Island, which is like near where they, the same region where they filmed the Leonardo DiCaprio movie *The Beach*, sure. and they've got an ad, and they for know it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll and let you got, know. Yeah, they've got an <laughs> ad where it's like. You can do it. You can go and do a tour of it, and the and the poster is like a map of the region, and then a little arrow pointing to the beach, and then superimposed over that is a photo of Leo DiCaprio, yeah. but from like what's eating Gilbert Grape. <laughs> 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 My favorite. Do I, not take the mushrooms in this area. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot stress it enough. <laughs> Leo hasn't been the same. <laughs> Who's eating Maurice mushrooms? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've got a sweet hut down here that you can burn down in the middle of the night uh, just to. Complete the tour. Oh, okay. uh, well, guys, I think that is just about all the time we have on the Little Dum Dum Club for today. Hamish Blake, thank you so much uh, for joining well, us. Loved it, boys. This thank has you. been a great time. Now let's all go to Macca's. Yes. Muffin <laughs> um, breaks on me. Carl, what would you? What, what have we? What now have that we, we've done the show, what, what have we got, we got to plug? Have I got a show to plug anymore? At this maybe. Time? Let's let's see. Do it anyway. Let's do it anyway. I, um, guys, Adelaide, please. I have got a show on December the third on Tuesday night at 
7 p.m. at the Crown Anchor Hotel. It's my show. Carl Chandler has literally 1.5 million jokes. So um, yeah, hey, it'd be awesome to see all the Adelaide um, dum dumbers down there. Um, and you it'll, can it'll be find fun. the info on our new website. Oh, new website. <laughs> LittleDumDumClub.com. It's finally up. It's finally working. There's finally stuff on it. Yep, yep. It's uh, it's good. Muffinbreak.com yeah. forward slash friends. <laughs> <laughs> friends of the muff. <laughs> so Ronnie Ronnie Cheng will be launching that at some stage. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, go and check that out. Tickets are available on that website. It's, it's you can actually find our stuff without sc- scrolling through the history of the internet now. Yeah, your old website Netscape. Yeah, oh, we were trying to get Ned's take. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, and we need to give a big shout out to Joel Goodman who's oh, done that all for us. Auxiliary Design is his company. Uh, look him up. Get him to do a website for you because he did a fucking great job with this. It's an awesome website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks to him. Yeah. Um, thanks very much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.